0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592, or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, October the 17th, 2016. Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Monday, October 17th. Welcome to the show. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. ZZ has given us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy will take your call, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com you can it's as simple as point and click you can order right there it's that easy take a look at the product order online also you can get the news to disturb the comfortable where we don't tell you what to think but we certainly give you something to think about this show is brought to you by the patriot trading group and its ceo and owner he's the man who does the research to deliver economics with attitude. On this Monday, Joe J. Quinn, how are you, sir?
1: Hey, happy Monday. I know the weekends are never long enough. Welcome back. i got a great show lined up for you. i got a couple of announcements that we are going to be shipping big time every day this week and probably every day next week. And if we have to go to shipping five days a week for the rest of the year, we'll do so. Uh, Those of you, I appreciate your patience. There's nothing really that old, but it's just been uh, a lot of volume. So those of you that have placed orders in the last uh, 10 days or so, all of that is heading out the doors uh, this week. And then we'll be, uh, you know, normally we ship two or three times a week. Now we're going to be, we're up to shipping every single day of the week. I know what's going, I know we got a second round of peace dollars going out today, all the uh, $10 Lib, $10 Indian combos, those were late getting here. Uh, those are were almost a week late getting here. Uh, the first and I think the first and possibly the second round of $5 uh, Libs, those are also all leaving here. Uh, that's just today, uh, and, and we'll keep you updated. Uh, but rest assured, uh, things are Things are flying out the door. As quickly as we get the product in here, we are getting it out to you. Uh, Don't forget, I had a ton of people last week sign up for the metals program. October is one of those great months to do. it. I love it when you start at the beginning of the month. There's really no excuse. If you're not able, you know, we we run specials. Uh, You know, we try to run them five days a week. Lately, that's gotten a little harder to do. Uh, but when we run specials, a lot of you are like, well, I don't have, you know, Like as an example, we ran a special on 20s, which we don't, we're not doing that today. We have a different special day. But if we did, you know, that's $1,400 And there's a lot of you out there, I get that, hey, I don't have $1,400 to, to spend or uh, $800 to spend or $500 to spend. Uh, we created this metals program. It's a li- you can start with as little as a hundred dollars a month and and all you do is you you leave your your debit card or your credit card on file with us. you pick the day of the month that we you want us to withdraw funds anywhere from the first through the twenty eighth of every month uh and then once a quarter four times a year, we physically ship to wherever you told us to ship to, and it's just that easy and you'll be amazed. You know, and I know a lot of you are like, well, at $100 a month, that's only $300 a quarter. I can't get, you know, a a lot of material. It adds up. If you're consistent and you stay with the program, trust me, it all adds up. Uh, If you want more information, go out to allamericangold.com, and we click on the medals program. And one of the things that I'm super proud of, we don't charge a fee for anything. No setup fee, no cancellation fee. You need to skip a month, no problem. Uh, we, we try to put outside of the shipping cost, everything else in that program goes right to the product itself.
0: Hey, one thing to also not forget, we also buy gold. We no, also buy right. silver. Any, any of you looking you know, to sell, call us. Call We're buying. We are definitely in the buying market ourselves. You know, last week we had a client that had bought... Some great products back in 2002.
1: Boy, we sold out all of those. Matter of fact, that case is here now, and that's part of what came shipped, never, right? Yeah, that, that's so. Thank you. That's also going out today. Any of you that ordered the 2002 <laughs> Silver Eagles, that was a sealed case, never seen the light of day. I showed Homer. They used to put this uh, on these green monster boxes of Silver Eagles. They used to put these straps on them, you know those white straps. Sure. And then they put this little pewter seal, that's... and that pewter was—it just was a little disc, and it had the date stamped on it. Of course, now they sell so many, they have got rid of that. They yeah, don't do too that. much work it, for yeah, them. Too much work to do it. But that was uh, that one actually had the pewter seal on it. So uh, yeah, that's also going out. So yeah, if you're looking to sell, whether you bought it from us or not. Uh, don't hesitate.
0: I, I know we have some clients that, man, we get near the holidays and stuff, may just want to get 1200 bucks for one of their coins or whatever. They need that cash. They come in and sell it back to us. It's a good, good thing to just give us a call and see what it's worth.
1: You know, last Friday, if you didn't listen to Friday's show, you're going to want to. Make sure you go to the podcast. That's another thing. Sign up to follow us on the podcast with SoundCloud. That way you get notifications of, of when uh, the podcasts are up. But Friday's show, if you missed it, do yourself a favor and listen to that show. Again, another wave of regulation coming down. And, and it's not just U.S. regulation. There's all these central banks all working in concert together. Uh, now they, they've already turned it into a law now where you, if you're in a money market, when things get really bad, you're not allowed to take your money out. There are also already all of the central banks, uh, including the SEC, the FDIC, all everybody involved in the United States, the DOJ, the mutual fund industry is next. They're just waiting on completion of the rules from the G20. Make sure you, uh, like I said, listen to Bo- Friday's show. we got a great show today. Don't touch that... Uh... Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J and the Love. Wendy is here. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Friday was another special sellout we've been on. Just a big roll on that. Uh, Today's special, it's another one. It's not a big one. 50. I got 50 of them. Five dollars. US Liberty gold coins great great fractional material uh, when you're looking at fractional gold the five dollar Liberty really the linchpin of any portfolio I've got 50 of them uh, they 380 three hundred and eighty dollars a piece for us five dollar these are the old ones 1866 to 1907 to the ounce. Not to be confused with the 5 dollars one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagle. That's your other fractional gold material. Those are the newer ones, and those are only a tenth of an ounce. Where the older $5 Liberties, these are the Liberties. uh, Those are quarter-ounce $380. Total of 50 in the entire country. And I want to also tell you, we've actually picked up another supply. in in attempts to try to meet the demand. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, we will do whatever it is necessary uh, to provide you the best possible pricing. Uh, We've been working so hard on a new shopping cart. I know I've been promising and promising this next 48 hours, fingers crossed, In the next 48 hours, we may be live with our new shopping cart, which is going to add a bunch of functionality we currently don't have. Uh, It's also going to allow us to increase the amount of products. We're getting close. We want it to be right, uh, or at least as close to right as possible, Uh, but we are closing in on that as well. Uh, As I was talking before the break, you know, the one thing that you, a lot of you kind of count up or are at least thinking about as your reason why I don't have to get ready today. In other words, I, don't, I know I need to own some gold. I know I need to own some silver. But I don't have to do it today because it's not terrible yet. It's bad, but it's not terrible. And right before it gets terrible, I'm going to jump in. The new regulations that have come down As of Friday, when things get bad, they now have the legal authority to prevent you from liquidating money out of your money market. Of course, when do you want to liquidate your money market? When things get bad, you're probably like, yeah, you know what, things are bad. I better get it out of there before it goes, what, before it breaks the buck? Now they're not going to let you. Oh, by the way, your mutual funds, got so many of us on those, don't we? If you have a 401k, if you have an IRA, I mean, you have mutual funds. You just do, that's how they're built. They're, They're saying by April, same thing. You know what, things are bad. Dow's been going down, and you know what? I better hurry up and get, get out. Boy, I'd like to help you. Yeah, I'd love to sell you out, but, you know, rules are rules now. And, of course, you think about, you know, isn't that what a free market is, the ability to buy and sell whenever you want to? You know what I'm saying? And now the government is stepping in and saying, hey, listen, you can buy whenever you want. Right. You can buy any time. Oh, you wanted to sell? Well, you, you only can sell when we say you can. And if things get bad, we're not going to let you sell. What does that reek of? What, what is it that, that really tells you about all of these wonderful investments that they pounded into our heads that we need to have? No, how did Bernie Madoff get caught?
0: How does any
1: good Ponzi scheme come to an end?
0: Somebody wants their money.
1: More people want their money than those people willing to
0: put their money in. Right? Got to pay me out, man. Gotta I pay need me to get out. some cash. Get me some cheddar. I need my bucks. Hey, Bernie, I need my bucks.
1: You know, think about that. If people didn't do that, you still, you'd still
0: be in business. Can you imagine how many people called in for their money went to voicemail? He's not in. Man, oh, take a message. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> take a message. He's not available. Oh my God! Can you imagine how infuriated you would be? And, I, and this is what's happening. I know a lot of you think, "Oh, that won't happen."
1: If that was true, they would never have written the rule. They would have never have made it law, but this is this is what they're doing. Why? Because they know there's nobody to buy it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I'm going to tell you right now, they have made my job really easy because it tells you really what the risk truly is. It's enormous. And as long as you understand, hey, listen, I'm not telling you not to be in Wall Street. I'm not telling you that. You want to have a leveraged ETF fund? Great. Nothing wrong with that as long as you know what the risk is. And, of course, at the same time, as long as you've taken other measures to be prepared. You know, one of the things I've been really angry about is how they've been lying to us not only about the size of debts and all of that, but the, like the jobs number. This is the only thing that the Federal Reserve is using as a reason to raise rates. Oh, well, the job market We're almost at full employment. I can't even tell you how many Fed governors have said, and I just laugh. They're trying to convince you this is the best it can be, because that's what full employment means. Full means what? capacity yeah capacity that's it we're full this is the best we can be let me let me just share with you the details of what's really happening by all appearances and this is an article uh, let me give credit where credit is due on cheat sheet.com the nasty secret about America's jobs market It seems like the American economy is back on its feet. Businesses are getting back on their feet, and as a result, hiring additional employees to staff their firms. Many of the best jobs out there pay high wages. And the unemployment rate held steady around 5% for the past year, at least according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. For all intents and purposes, there are reasons to be optimistic about the economy. But once you dig past the headline numbers, right, and this is a world, let's say, we love the headline, right? This is, we are now a headline society, and this is why people, listen. This, this is why you tune in right here. Because you're smart enough to know That the headline number isn't the real number. You're smart enough to know that it doesn't pass the sniff test, and you listen right here so you can understand what's behind it. Things get much cloudier. A significant portion of Americans are now considered to be long-term unemployed. They haven't been able to find a job for extended periods of time. And you know, and it's hard when you live in a big city like Phoenix or Denver, LA, New York, but start getting out into the to the where the rest of America lives in these smaller towns and these smaller cities. There's no work. And we just simply stop counting these people. Older generations are finding jobs. In other cases, older generations are finding jobs. Boy, I've been telling you, the only segment of job growth in the United States 55 and older. 55 and older. At the expense of younger workers, the biggest unresolved problem is America's part-time workforce. And I said this last week, and I'm going to repeat it again. We've given away full-time jobs and replaced them with part-time jobs. And now we're going to be actually able to put a number on it. Matter of fact, it says that the workforce has grown. Experts aren't sure if it will ever shrink back. Of course, you know, that's what they always say because they're experts, right? Of course, they didn't anticipate... The last jobs crash. It's amazing what 10 years and a recession in between can do to the part-time workforce. According to the data from uh, from the St. Louis Federal Reserve, by the way, one of my favorite places to go, and this just tells you how deliberate the lies really are. This is their own data. When I say own, this is the Federal Reserve's own data. So when you hear them come out on TV and talk about full employment, you know that they're lying. Well, and I am going to say lying's too strong. Misleading. They're misleading the American public. Of course, why are they misleading you? Because if you actually knew how bad things were, things could get worse. That's their logic. Well, God, I mean, if the American, if the if the public actually knew how bad it was, things would get worse. Wouldn't get <laughs> so better? So, so let's not tell them. In March of two thousand and six, so you're going back over ten years ago. Call it ten and a half years. There were only three point nine million part time workers in the entire United States who wanted to have full-time work. Because let's face it, there's a lot of people that want to work part-time. If you're in your early 60s, if you're in your late 60s, early 70s, if you're on Social Security, and those of you that are doing this know what I'm talking about, you only can work X amount of hours a week. You can't work full-time, because i will just take away your benefits. So a lot of the older folks want that part-time job, because the Social Security check isn't enough. And then, of course, if you're younger, right, you're, you're a high school student, you're a college student, I don't want a full-time job, I want to work a part-time job. In 06, there's just under 4 million of those the Bureau of Labor Statistics who tracks those employment numbers monthly refers to these people as involuntarily part-time. So what they're talking about is the rest of the people. Not the old people that only want part-time, not the younger kids that only want part-time, but everybody else that actually wants to work full-time. Okay, there's 3.9 million of those people that number has jumped to 9.2 million at the height of the recession today that number sits at over 6 million and actually 6.1 million to be exact 54% higher than when the quote unquote Great Recession started. So you think about all the job growth. Over 2 million people now want part-time work, an additional 2 million. We're over 6 million Americans now wanting to have full-time work, but they only can work part-time. Next, I'm going to talk about the one of the hottest jobs out there and what it's doing, the jobless place.
0: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, a national volunteer organization founded by Mrs. Schlafly in 1972 to preserve the family, oppose the radical feminist agenda, protect the Constitution, and represent a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now, from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt.
2: When the liberal Lyndon B. Johnson was running for re-election to the U.S. Senate in Texas in 1954, he faced a tough race and criticism by churches. So he slipped into federal law an amendment to silence them. Known as the Johnson Amendment, it has been infringing on the free speech rights of ministers ever since. Preachers have been an essential part of political discourse throughout American history. Church ministers, more than any other group, mobilized good men in colonial America to stand up for freedom against the tyranny being imposed by England. Let's not forget that it was from a church, the Old North Church in Boston, that the famous lantern signaled to neighboring towns the direction of the march by British soldiers. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow penned his famous poem to give tribute to the midnight ride of Paul Revere and the essential role that the church played in communicating the movement of British soldiers. Longfellow's poem, which was once learned by nearly every American, began with this. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Longfellow then explained the instruction given by Paul Revere. Hang a lantern aloft in the belfry arch of the North Church Tower as a signal light. One if by land and two if by sea, and I on the opposite shore will be, ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm, for the country folk to be up and to arm. We would not be the free land we are today if not for the activism of our churches throughout our formative years, but the Johnson Amendment silenced them by threatening their tax-exempt status if they speak out on elections, even in the face of peril to our country. Donald Trump, when accepting the nomination for president in July, promised to repeal the Johnson Amendment. We need to allow churches to become a beacon of liberty again, as they were in colonial times.
0: The next president will face the challenge of securing our borders, balancing international trade, winning the war on terrorism, and protecting the family. Phyllis Schlafly's final book, The Conservative Case for Trump, explains how and why you can truly help make America great again. For more on the conservative case for Trump, go to eagleforum.org. That's eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. It
1: was backwards, backwards. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News. Hour. 38 $5 lives remain at 380 it looks like we're well on our way. It's going to be another sellout Monday. Don't wait. Make sure you get some and put them away. U.S. five dollar Liberty gold pieces at three hundred and eighty until they are gone at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I will say this: unless something changes, uh, that'll be the end of five dollar libs at least for this week, uh, and and I'm not sure about next week. You know, we're talking about jobs and how they are misleading. Another thing, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, contract workers now represent the largest portion of the American workforce in the history since they've been collecting data. You know, they call this the gig economy. Now, one of the things that you hear about every Thursday We get the jobless claims number. And they brag about how it hasn't been this low since the 70s. Of course, part of that is because there's no good jobs out there, so people don't want to quit to look for another job. In other words, a lot of people used to just quit their job, and they'd take them two, three, four weeks to get another job, but they knew they would, and they were willing to do it willing to do that anymore but the other reason and i knew there was something i just couldn't you know i couldn't figure it out right and i'm like man i know this is bs you know it it, it doesn't pass the stiff test that can't be accurate there's no way you know we talked you know every week we seemingly rattle off four five six more restaurants going under filing bankruptcy and that's course, one of the leaders in this, quote, new hiring that we've seen, but I may have figured it out, USA Today, and another example of how the legal system hasn't yet decided whether gig economy workers are actually employees or independent contractors, and let me tell you what the difference is. In New, in New York State, the Department of Labor has just ruled in the case of six different Uber drivers. Of course, this is the other thing you're going to find out. All of you gig workers, your employer has no interest in paying your unemployment claims. In the case of the six workers, the Department of Labor at the State of New York ruled that two Uber drivers are eligible for unemployment benefits, but the other four aren't. Because the rulings are not public, it is impossible for any of us to know why some Uber drivers are considered eligible and some weren't. Now if you were an Uber driver, wouldn't you like to know this? What constitutes me being considered eligible for unemployment versus uneligible? Now, Homer, I, I would venture to say, wouldn't you say Uber probably the one of the largest growing jobs in America, Uber driver over the last yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, so many people are supplementing their income with it, but some people, this is what they do. And, Double, I'm going to tell you, last week I did my first Uber. You did? Yeah, I did. I. Took you a, called an Uber. I, my, I don't even know how you do it. but. Well, you do it online. You do it on your phone. You don't even have to call. You push a button, and they come to where you're at. Let me just tell you this little story. I I, I promise going to be brief. Avondale is how far from my house? It's 30 miles. 35 miles. Okay. Okay. This guy, how they work it out, he had to drop somebody off over in Carefree. All of a sudden, he gets my little beep. He drives up to Anthem to give me a four-mile drive home. And I'm just telling you, I asked him, how are things going? He goes, I've had better days. I've had better days. I used to make money at this, but I ain't making about 400 bucks a month. He goes, "He goes. The the market's getting saturated. He goes that it's, so many. He goes, I'm from Avondale, dude. I'm up in Anthem. That's 35, 40 miles, and I'm here to tell you, my my ride, great. It was cheap, five bucks. Let me tell you right now, this is
1: how, this is how it's really working. Uber's figured it out. See, we don't know. Uber knows what the ruling was, and they're going to make sure none of you get unemployment benefits, whatever the case may be. We need to add more. We'll add more drivers. Already, 13 states have already told Uber, hey, don't worry, you don't have to pay any unemployment benefits. Because you're a contractor. 13 states. The other ones, I guess you got to go case by case. Uh, Beyond the two drivers in New York, one case in California. So that brings up of the 50 states, According to the USA Today, only three Uber drivers have been able to collect
0: unemployment.
1: <laughs> I mean, and we're talking an in a saturated market, and we're talking two of the most liberal states in New York and California. Uh, but anyway, now, now and it's not—we pick on Uber because they're the easiest. How many of you? Have become independent contractors, and you've gone back to work for the company you used to work for. Okay, hey, we're going to let you go, Madam. We we we've outsourced your job, and I'm not talking to you blue collar. These are white collar guys, right? And now I'm a I'm a consultant, right? Now work X amount of here and there, and I get this job or that job or whatever it may be. You're not going to get unemployment benefits either. This is why they do things like this, and it's incredible to think about how little, how little companies respect their workers anymore. I mean, we talk about your bank accounts being under attack, your livelihoods are under attack. I mean, now all of a sudden, things that were no-brainers—how long you worked for Uber? I've been there. I've been there for two years. You would think you'd get an unemployment check. Nope. Guess again. Welcome to the new gig economy. Isn't it great that unemployment claims are the lowest they've been since the 70s? Pretty easy to do when you're just not going to pay it. <laughs> I wish, you know, what I looked through, they don't tell me. They don't give an, uh, a number as to uh, how many people... And I wish that maybe I'll find it. Maybe I'll be able to dig it up. How many, quote, gig workers have tried to file for unemployment claims and benefits and been denied? 80 percent, you think? You think 70,
0: 80? We're just ballparking here. What Uh, is it? I would
1: probably say 80, 90, because I know a lot of these companies. That's why they do this. One of the reasons why they do it. Is because they know, hey, I'm not gonna have to pay workers comp, I'm not gonna play unemployment benefit, I'm not gonna have to pay payroll taxes. I mean, it's for the state. Right? And they well trust me, they already know what the law is. We don't. Patriot Radio News Hour, two segments to go. Gold's up a couple of dollars here, twelve hundred and fifty five dollars in change, silver's up uh, as well, seventeen and a half dollars. The Dow is down. Another 40-plus points. Uh, you better hurry on these $5 libs. We got, uh, there's only one phone line open. Matter of fact, Homer's going to go grab that other line. 800 Stanley Fisher is talking. Uh, again, maybe these guys just need to shut up. I, I mean, honestly. Of course, Stanley Fisher, he is the number two. He is the vice chair behind Janet Yellen. And just wonderful words of insight from Stanley this morning, saying about there's a number of reasons why interest rates are low. Yeah, because you have the Fed funds rate at a quarter of a percent. That's the reason. The reason you're robbing all of the savers of this country are to help your banker and Wall Street buddies. I mean, if you wanted rates to be higher, raise them. Wouldn't it be great if you were retired right now and you could get a CD at your bank and get 8%? Wouldn't that be great? But you can't. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a place to go where you know what they're doing with your money market accounts now and you know what they're doing with your all of your mutual funds, in other words, hey, when it gets bad, you're not going to get your money out, period. When it gets bad, you're not going to get your money out. And now, they're out there saying, well, there's a number of reasons.
0: Yeah, you're
1: the reason, period. There's no other reason. You've seen simply taken the Federal Reserve the Fed's funds rate and brought it down to nothing and now it's at a quarter of a percent that's why rates are low and that's really the entire story, there is no other reason all of the central banks and you know this now because you see Well, the whole world just decided to do it of course they did, yes Yes, they did. They all met and decided this is what we're going to do together. And now they come out here and try to give you this all of this rationale for this and the rationale for that. And because they know the media is never going to take them to task. Never going to take them to task. And so now we're sitting here, and and now we're looking at a Fed funds rate that's near zero. They're coming out here trying to tell you there's a number of reasons why this, or a number of reasons why that. Of course, another big reason why they're so low is the U.S. budget deficit. Matter of fact, we finally got the numbers. According to the government... Spending exceeded revenue. Now, this is the this is the good number. I'll say the good number. This is the, the the number that gets paraded out to the public. This isn't the actual number. The actual number is 1.4 trillion, of which of which 300 billion of that had to do with the government shutdown and the suspending of the debt ceiling. So the real number was about one point one trillion dollars. In other words, the deficit on october first, twenty fifteen was eighteen, a little over eighteen trillion dollars. According to the government's release, they said in the twelve months that ended september thirtieth, five hundred eighty seven point four billion dollars. That compares with last year's lie of $439 billion. According to the Treasury Department, this came out Friday afternoon. That was in line with what the Congressional Budget Office estimated for October the 7th, which was $588 billion, Said that uh, the slowdown in tax collection, excuse me, I thought things were great, but tax collections are slowing. Some cooling in the labor market as to the reasons why the rising deficits come with a warning from the IMF last week as to to the risk of increasing debt loads. And you know what's amazing is when you sit there and you look at the numbers The Treasury Department said it collected $3.27 trillion dollars. No country in the history of the world has ever uh, collected that amount of tax revenue ever. And they still spent a trillion dollars more. They said, that, of course, their fake spending was three point eight five trillion. Now, of course, we know the real spending was about four point three, or twenty one percent of GDP. <laughs> it really, when you add in the real spending, you know the government spending now—that's twenty five percent of the whole economy—and getting bigger. Receipts rose, only $18 billion, while spending jumped $166 billion. Oh, let's see the reasons why. Social Security, told you so. Medicare, Medicaid, oh, and interest on the debt. I told you. Just these three programs, cause I count Medicare and Medicaid as the same program. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid... Interest on the debt is going to in the next five to six years account for every single tax dollar collected before we've done anything else. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Again, we are shipping every single day this week. Uh, probably every single day next week and we'll ship as much as much as we need to make sure everything is out in a timely fashion uh, it's, a, it's just been uh, an incredibly busy time of course a lot of people now starting to wake up and realize what's really happening out there you know there's a great little op-ed and I and it doesn't happen very often Right in our own Arizona Republic, John Gabriel, $19,645,187,752,824. That's where the national debt stood when I began writing that first sentence. But it'll be a lot higher by the time I start my last sentence of this article. The debt will be vastly higher by the time this column gets edited. It'll be vastly higher by the time it gets published and actually hits your driveway. It'll be vastly higher by the time I get done reading it. Of course, the numbers are dry, analytic measures that are hard to comprehend when it's seen in an op-ed. But with a presidential election just a few weeks away and no end in sight to Washington's spending spree, you think it might be time to, it might be, you would think it might come up a time or two. Of course, we haven't heard a word about it. Let me tell you why you haven't heard a word about it. The debts are going to be $2 trillion in 2020 and and going higher every year. Unless we do horrible, horrible, horrible. Horrible thing, and what I mean by horrible, horrible, horrible thing is you cut everybody's retirees' health or their health care. You cut you cut every every retirees' social security checks. You cut their Medicaid and Medicare checks, and you raise everybody's taxes. And I'm not talking by a little. I'm talking to astronomical numbers. Instead. Talking heads bicker about revolting comments made by Donald Trump 11 years ago, the revolting behavior by Bill Clinton 20 years ago, and whether a 69-year-old candidate could return us to the 60s or a 70s will bring us back to the 50s. China's building a military bases in disputed seas, warning our Navy not to to interfere in the South China Sea. Beijing, flooding undeveloped nations with desperately needed funds to form lasting alliances around the world. Getting ready to become the next superpower. Of course, not to mention all the things happening with Russia, not to mention the things in the Middle East and Greece and all the others. It's time to get yourself protected. That's where we come in. US $5 lives only at 380 until we're out of them. 800-951-0592. Everybody take care.